Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Here we go. My name's Todd. And this is Kathy. Uh, welcome back to yet another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 474. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. It's been a while since we've been in the studio, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Does it feel weird? 2019 now. We... Uh, uh, did two shows before we left on vacation, um, so it's been a while. So it's I'm I'm glad we're back here talking to our peeps. Um, can you tease what the main thrust of today's show is? Sure. Um, Were you about to say that you don't like the word thrust? Correct. Think of like a rocket engine going to Mars, sweetie. Why okay. does everything have to be sexual? It, well, with you? it does. It does. Well, first of all, that statement isn't true. Not everything, everything. is. Everything no, is. It's not a true statement. Um, I protest that statement, but <laughs> that that word just it just throws me off. It's like it's like the food words moist. I, no, and juicy delicious and yummy and tasty like i get all thrown off by them mm-hmm. and you know what i may be 100 percent wrong like other people may be like those are the words i love the most but for me to me i don't like those words and that's why <laughs> we are all our own people people, people right. are people as depeche mode said um go ahead what, what tease it okay because so, i'm gonna do my quick takes uh, yes um so we're gonna talk about taking turns Oh, okay. Yes. We are going to talk about, it It incorporates a lot of things. It incorporates emotional labor. It, we're going to talk about pop culture, the Golden Globes and the wife and vice. We're going to talk about mm. a uh, quote from Mark Nepo's book, The Book of Awakening, uh, the one I read this morning. It, it, today's actually January 7th, even mm. though this comes out on January 8th. And the one I read this morning is perfect for what we're talking about. And even talking about like, um, you know, the challenge of, how we're challenged to share what we should share to make both of our lives healthy. And, and I think that that's why it's hard to explain in a, in, in a, a sentence. In a sound bite. So why don't you do your... Sweetie loves her sound bites. First of all, I want to uh, wish my dad a happy 79th birthday today. Happy birthday, Grandpa Al. So you know how in your email uh, you get a notification that it's somebody's birthday on Facebook? Yes. Uh, well, there was 31 people today that have birthdays on January 7th. I know why. Um, do you think I have 31 friends that are born on January 7th? No, you just have a dad who has like 12 Facebook pages. He literally has 30. Oh, he has 30 Facebook pages. Yeah, because it's one other guy's birthday for real. Okay. My dad thinks that whenever you get on Facebook, you need to create a new profile. So happy birthday, dad. 30 times. Um, I also, my other quick take, I have two other quick takes. The first one is uh, I have a new hero. His name is Alan Naiman. Rest in peace. He's a Washington State social worker. He died of cancer this year at the age of 63. He left most of a surprising $11 million to children's charities that helps the poor, sick, disabled, and abandoned. The amount baffled the beneficiaries and his best friends who are lauding him as the an- at the anniversary of his death approaches. Um, this is a guy who would patch up his shoes with duct tape. Yes. He sought deals at the grocery store deli. Like you. And he took his friends out to lunch at fast food joints. Uh, he died unmarried and childless. He loved kids, intensely private. I just think this guy's amazing. Well, you know, it's interesting. When you said that, I thought about the millionaire next door because what you and I, in like 10 years ago, before we even started this business or when we were trying to decide our own goals, one of the things that we talked about that book because... I think you and I both agree that it is always nice to have enough money to like send your kids to college or to, you know, go on a vacation, things that are luxuries to other people and that kind of thing. But, you know, 
we've never been like, and then we'll get our eight cars mm. and then we'll get like, it's, you know, it, I think it's very appealing when yeah. you find somebody who is so self-made mm-hmm. yet they're like, these Lives shoes simply. are fine. Yeah. yeah I, I have a lot of respect for that kind of person, not because I think they're suffering, but because I believe that's what they really feel. Well, these shoes are fine. It's one of those things when people are like, oh, I don't have any money yet. They spend $50 a week at Starbucks. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's like we spend a lot of money on frivolous things. Of course I do. And that's the thing is I, I can't even sit here and pass judgment on people because I'm holding, I actually, this, I made the Starbucks at home, but yes. it's in a Starbucks cup that I bought at Starbucks. Um, but I, there, of course I spend money frivolously or how others would probably think of it as being frivolous. Right. Frivolous. But you're not somebody who claims, you know, like some people are like, I just don't have enough. Like, no, we, I don't we feel know, that way. Like, I'm very blessed. Clear. Yes. Um, so anyways, um, and then my other quick story, maybe, sweetie, maybe you heard about this one. Anything about the Inap- Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders? Do you read anything about them? No. I thought you were going to talk about our cupcake guys. Oh, no, no. That's for next Saturday. Okay. Um, the Colts cheerleaders unveiled a new, less revealing uniform this oh, week so that the team says breaks traditional stereotypes of cheer attire and is more conducive to dancing. Perfect. Is it like a, is it like a bodysuit more? The uniforms are a one-piece one dress, piece. Okay. longer than the squad's traditional skirts, and show less skin, including Good. no bare midriffs. The, quad, the squad will start wearing the new look in 2019. Um, so, but this is interesting and I don't want to stir up a big thing here, but at least one expert in gender equity isn't convinced the uniforms are much of a change. And the woman, her name is Lisa Pellerin. Okay. I'm not sure what traditional stereotypes they feel like they're breaking with a skin tight mini dress, but it is true that it shows less skin and less cleavage. Um, I suppose that's an improvement from the standpoint of gender equality. For me, I'm just like... Let's just celebrate that we're moving in the right direction. Well, and I guess the way I look at it is like I do yoga and I'm not wearing like a skin tight body outfit, but I definitely wear tight yoga pants and a tight shirt so I can go into a handstand and stuff like that without my shirt falling on my face. Right. So it's not like I'm wearing skin tight outfits, but you do have to wear close fitting clothes if you are going to do certain moves. And I know my daughter, um, two of my daughters who do tumbling and, you know, one of them does cheer. She has to wear certain clothes I think we all know this if we exercise, right? Sure. And so I think that that it's not, I think what they're trying to say, like you said, it's a step toward, do we need to really reveal our bodies? Mm-hmm. Um, and some women may say, but you're still revealing your body through the clothes. But I don't, I, you know, some of these issues, and I'm saying this with, I'm saying this without being judgmental of people, you can't make everyone happy here right. because there will also be some feminists who say we have every right. We have every right to show our body and mm-hmm. to and they do. Yeah. Like there's no right or wrong here. It just is if this squad, mm-hmm. this cult squad, decided this is what's best for them, then well, and and I hope that uh, more teams follow the lead of the cults. Well, but then you're deciding what should be done by saying that. Not, there's no should. I'm saying I hope. Right. You hope because? Because I do think that some of those uniforms uh, objectify women's bodies. Well, they've definitely moved in a direction of getting less and less and less. Yeah. Yes. That I That's will all. definitely. Yeah. That's all I hope. Right. And and I'm not critical of you either. Mm-hmm. I um, Let's start out 2019 being critical and judgmental. Yeah. I, I just mean that this is what I mean about when we say, well, this is how it should be and everyone should move in this direction. We have to have an understanding of why. Mm-hmm. Like, what is our belief system about this? And if we can... 
honor our own belief system and speak it with confidence, then so be it. But if we're just saying... And allow other people to have their Correct. Opinion. Beautiful. All right. So let's get into it. Okay. So today mm-hmm. on... Um, in my Mark Nepo book. So for those of you who have been listening to this show a long time, you'll know that I have brought up the Book of Awakening many times on this show. I think this is my sixth year going through it, and which sounds crazy, but it's a day book. And basically, you just read one a day. And I've, I've missed plenty of days, but I've read every single one sure. a number of times, obviously. And today, January 7th, and you're you're hearing this on January eighth. This is his uh, his writing for today, and I think you'll appreciate it. So the quote at the top is: "We must take turns diving into all there is and counting the time." So it says, "The gift and responsibility of relationship is to take turns doing the dishes and putting up the storm windows, giving the other a chance to dive for God without worrying about dinner. While one explores the inner, the other must tend to the outer." And he says, a great model of this is how pearl divers search the deep in pairs. Without scuba tanks or regulators, one waits at the surface, tending the lines tied to the other who soft steps the sand for treasures he or she hopes that will be recognized. He or she walks the bottom, watching the leaves of vegetation sway and sways himself or herself till she tugs the cord. Then he swallows the little air left as he ascends. Aboard, they talk for hours, placing what was seen, rubbing the rough and natural pearl. In the morning, she dives and fills their baskets, and he counts the time, hands wrapped around her line. Quite plainly, these pearl divers show us the work of being together and the miracle of trust. We must take turns. Whoever is on the surface must count the air time left so the one below can dive freely. Mm. Isn't that a great description? It is, and I'm trying to like uh, make it palatable. for our day-to-day, I I would say, what's funny, because you do a lot of surfacey stuff, and I'm talking about, you know... I'm in the boat. The heavy lifting. Yeah. Well, I'm holding the line for you a lot, which, and again, the way I love that he writes this is the importance of both. Right. You can't... If both people are taking the deep dive... They're going to die. Then, and I'm talking about like in a family structure, like whatever, we both dive into ourselves of understanding or we go try to change the world and we forget to attend Correct. to this family unit. Right. But what what's weird for me is because you do the heavy emotional labor lifting in this family, yet you also take deep dives into yourself. Correct. I feel like you're... And I do... Obviously, I guess, I don't know. You do. See, in, in the way I read this, Todd, is it's less about absolutes and about it's this way or that mm-hmm. way. It's more about the understanding because I think you and I trade off doing the deep dives and one stays in the boat and the other doesn't. But the, the sentence that I love is um, the gift of responsibility is, uh, you know, of a relationship is to take turns doing the dishes and putting up the storm windows, giving the other a chance to die for God without worrying about dinner. Mm-hmm. Now, why that that means so much to me is I think sometimes there is this, and there's this like, oh, go do your thing. You know, I'll just talk about me. Go, go write your book. Go do this but still have dinner ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh yes, I support you in doing what you're doing. And you, and I'm using me, Todd, but I'm not talking about you. Mm-hmm. I, why I'm bringing this up is because of the, some women I've been talking to lately 
um, about this very issue and about how there is a lot of talk about, I want you to do whatever you want to do. And I want you to Just go out and chase sure your dreams. you Keep take care of family. all the things you've been doing. Right. Because I'm not going to shift my life. Right. I'm not so going basically to. Basically, those are vacant words. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to sit in the boat. Mm-hmm. I I will kind of hold your line as you go down, but you need to come up by four. Yeah, because right. I'm going to. So it's this, and what I love about the sentence, putting up this. So you know, take turns doing the dishes, which traditionally is feminine, and putting up the storm windows, which traditionally is masculine. Maybe not all the time, mm-hmm. but in our home, I envision like I would be doing the dishes. Sure. You'd be putting up the windows and why I like... Sweetie, I'm in the garage. (laughs) Why I like his writing is because he's saying back and forth, like if you're deep diving, then I can go get the oil change. Yeah. I can go, you know, like there's things. And again, I'm very, I feel very lucky because (laughs) not only was I raised by a father who made sure I knew how to do certain things on my own, I also lived by myself and was not married till I was 30. So I really can do a lot on my own. Like I'm not afraid... You do go get the oil changes all the time, but I know how to do that. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's not like there is a... I know how to drive over there and (laughs) give my credit card. (laughs) Well, but there are people, Todd, I, you know, I've, I had a friend a long time ago who wasn't quite sure how to use the credit card machine in the, in the gas to pump gas. And that's a problem. Like Mm. where we get too far from where I can manage the day to day also. So this uh, brings up... Two different things I want to talk about, like Glenn Close last night. That's why so I'm bringing this up. Why don't up. you tell that? Well, no, no, go ahead. Well, um, Glenn Close won uh, an award for Best Actress. Um, in a dramatic movie. In a movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gave a really good speech. Mm-hmm. And it w- I didn't know this at the time, but the movie that she starred in uh, was about she her character was married to a Nobel Prize winner. Mm-hmm. And yet the her character did a lot of the heavy lifting Correct. to make sure that this guy did everything. She she was a part of it. Well, and actually even more than that, um, and again, yes, I will say yes to everything you said. Uh, the book by, um, I think, Meg Wolitzer, it's a, it was a book mm-hmm. that was made into a movie. And like she said, it took a long time to make it into a movie because yeah. who wants to produce the wife, right? Yeah. You know, that's kind of an issue in Hollywood right now or – it has yeah, been the historically it, right? the, the wife. wife. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I hope I'm not giving too much away here, but the book's been out for years, is that she's he's a writer and she actually does a lot of his writing. Mm-hmm. So it's not just she helped make him what he is by being the woman behind the scenes. She was the she writer. She did the heavy lifting. <laughs> yes. And, um, and he received all of the accolades. All of it. And what's funny is in her speech, she talked about, Glenn Close talked about her own mother. Yes. And on her deathbed or as her mother was getting close to dying, she's like, I feel like... I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Of value. And we can, as women and as men, sit here and say, of course she did. She raised these children. She took care of these families. But we she didn't know do that. the deep diving. She didn't. That's it. It's like sometimes we like put this very simple spin on it. Like, well, it's so valuable to be the person in the home. It is. Like, I... There's such a part of my joy in life in in taking care of my family. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't have that as part of my life, that would feel yeah. like an empty yeah. place. But I think that we assume, and again, this is going to sound so outdated. And for those of you who listen to this show, you're going to be like, Kathy, we're way beyond this. But not everybody is. Mm-hmm. We assume for women that should be enough. Right. 
we say, but if you have this and this and this. And for some women, it may be, but I would say for a good majority, it absolutely isn't enough. And I think that the difference is, is that we always put it, we connect it to career. We connect it to this masculine version of success where we'll say, and for some women, that is it. Like they do want a career and they do want to climb a ladder and to to make their own money and that kind of thing. And, and I hear that. For some women, though, it's it's about, you know, taking care of the family and being at home and doing a deep dive just into themselves, mm-hmm. not just part of it may be career driven. Yeah, right. It can mean a lot of it different It can mean things. a lot of different things. But I think in our society, we just connect everything to money and career. And sometimes you need time. Like, you know, the deep, the language he uses again, like, I need time to, when I write like, it's one thing to do email and to, like, do budgets and all that kind of thing. When I write, I need time. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to stare and have nothing to say and walk around and read something. And then it starts to flow. And if children walk down... Forget it. I'm like, okay, it takes a different turn. And that, you know, some may say, well, you need to get more work done. You need to be more efficient. Creative endeavors are a completely different thing. And if I really am going to take a deep dive into this, then not only... I need to make it of value. And and in this weekend, I feel like that kind of came up because for me, not you, Todd, you're, you, because I just was going to go down and work and there was all sorts of emails and Todd and I had been away. And then I thought, but I have to write first because that's really what I love. Yeah. So I love all these people who are emailing me, but I can get so caught up in busy work that yeah. I forget what I love. And busy work is sometimes easier because it takes less work. Yes. And you feel productive, yeah. easier. Checking things checking off, the, off list. the list. It's nice to see your inbox go from 25 yes. down to five. Um, what's interesting is, and I think this might help explain why, like, let's just say there's a stay at home dad and the mom is out in the career doing her thing. I know as guys, it'd be like, well, okay, so when are you going to get your, when are you going to go do your thing? When are we going to trade? Yeah. Yeah. When are we going to trade? So it's, it's just another example that that is kind of, you know, for a guy who's a stay at home dad, there's a stigma against that, whether it's right or it's wrong. So, you know, to kind of flip it again, like, of course, the the mom should have every right to go conquer the world or conquer herself or, you know, not conquer herself, no. but like to, to take dive. that deep dive, yeah, whatever yeah. that means. So anyway. Well, and, and that's the thing is I think it is it is this thing around misogyny um, and this it's a it's an onion. It's a layered, layered, layered onion. And maybe it's not maybe misogyny that that word makes people cringe. I'll say um, equality. Yeah. It's a layer things where sometimes we don't even recognize, like, for example, um, you know, in Glenn Close's speech last night, what she actually said was women were nurturers. But we have to find personal fulfillment. We have to follow our dreams. We have to say, I can do that, and I should be allowed to do that. I saw on Twitter and even on Facebook today that some people were like, um, that's like bare minimum. Like, isn't that like, you know, why why is that so extraordinary? And people are standing up and clapping for her. But I think sometimes we forget that not everybody gets th- – that even saying this really basic thing we may think, oh, we're way beyond that. But many people are not. Right. And that – I work with women who feel guilty that they are finding joy in their work and that, well, maybe I should pull back so he or my partner or whoever it may be can... There's this, like, women... 
sometimes feel bad about what they need and want. And and there is a balance in there. Like we have to, as a partner, we don't change it where we say, okay, now it's all about me. It's not about you. That's not fair. But we have to be able to say in ourselves, I need this. I need to deep dive. Even if it's not about something that's going to bring money into this home, because that's a very masculine thing. Don't you think, Todd? Of like course. The men are like, oh, you can do something, but you're going to bring in money, right? Mm-hmm. And and I can understand that if the, if the couple is struggling, yeah. where you like have to survive first. You don't just get to, you know. But Well, that happened in our marriage. You're like, I'm going to go be a yoga teacher. I'm like, great. Can't wait. We're going to invest oh, yeah. X amount of dollars in it. And then after you will be a yoga teacher and you'll bring in grocery money or whatever it is. And then you're like, yeah, I don't think I'm, I don't, I'm not convinced I'm going to teach. I just want to take teacher training. And my logical brain's like, okay, that sounds like a terribly stupid, dumb idea. You're like, why would you bother? Right. So it's, you know, I, I call myself out. Right. Because you didn't want to be a teacher. You wanted to learn the instruction. Right. And I did for a while. For a little bit. I did teach, but I was like, I kind of knew at the very beginning, it really wasn't about a career path. It was about me. And that is a value. And again, this is why I need to break it down. This is the onion that I love to talk about is sometimes we can get so lost in a certain quadrant of our brain and we have to expand that and go, okay, this is one life we live. And, and it doesn't mean we throw all caution to the wind and spend all our money on a vacation. It just means if there's something that's of value to us, when do you think you're going to do it? Like I said to Todd recently, I can't remember what I bought, but I said it was some kind of makeup thing that was expensive. I can't remember. But I said, you know what? I'm 47. If I'm not good, and it wasn't even that bad, but what day do I think I'm going to be able to buy this? Right. Because I've gone through my whole life not doing things because I'm trying to save or it's not the right time or I'm undeserving. And I'm like, I'm 47. Well, we have a few examples of that. What else? Um, you wanted to either move or put a second floor in the house because oh, we yeah. had a yeah. small three bedroom, one and a half bath with three daughters in a small space. This is like seven years I'm ago. I'm like, let's just let's just wait a little <laughs> bit longer. She's like, you're like, what Don't are we win. waiting for? Because it was going to be a challenge no matter what. It was, and and you know, money wise, like I had to take money out of retirement yeah, and all that. But, it but out. you're like, what, when are we? And the other example I'll give is we just joined a, a kind of a really nice health club. And we have a daughter who's 15 who's going to go to college in two, I know. probably in two and a half years or whatever. And you're like, wouldn't it be nice that if we had a good place to go work out together, like it's a, it's a, it's much of bonding as it is anything right. else. And you kind of, you or got that, me. Yeah. And that she, and she wants to go. She goes more than we do. Yeah. And that it's a place for her and her sister yeah. and eventually her, then her third sister. But sometimes we do things like we, we get wrapped up in that quadrant of our brain. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. And let me say, Todd, we have to say this because there are some people that are like, I like some of my girlfriends who are starting over financially, mm-hmm. who they're like, okay, all those things you said, I can't consider those right. things. I'm not going to be putting a, an addition on my house, nor can I join a health club right now. I. It's not all about money. It's just about when are you, if you're like, you know what, I'm too busy to meditate. Yeah. When do you think you won't be busy? Right. Because there really won't be a day when like there has to be a time and and if you're meditating for other people then you're not doing it for the right reason but if it's something that you want that you've been thinking about for years it's your deep dive and you're not doing it because you don't feel that your time is of is valued the way other people's is mm-hmm. that's a problem so it's not just about money it's just it's about anything it's about anything it's about carpe diem it that's is that's what it is it is 
and you know, maybe there's some circumstances where you can't do it right this moment, but you better start if it, if it fills you up. Right. If there's some, whether it's you writing, whether it's him meditating, whatever it is, there is no tomorrow. Right. Just figure out how to do it, and you might have to work your way into whatever right. that thing is. But, and I think this is where you and I kind of have a nice balance because you may speak more logistically, like something Todd loves um, when he reads a book or when we're learning something is if something has steps or a great mm-hmm. analogy, action steps. Action steps. He, he lo- if we teach together, he's like, we got to leave them with something, which yeah. I don't always feel that way because the way I teach is you've got to, if you feel it inside, you'll make it happen. So where Todd is like, you got to figure out how to meditate, what time you're going to do it. I'm more saying to you, you have to feel inside that you're deserving of it. Because if you feel like, if you're walking around thinking, I shouldn't be doing that, I shouldn't need things for myself, I should be the one who takes you know, on more in this home, I should make sure my partner feels more valued than I feel valued, I should make sure my kids feel great, but I'm not taking care of myself. That's where the core of yeah. where I like to go is... And let me say that this is, you know, I work with women, so that I'm hearing that from women quite a bit, but I'm sure there's some men that you work with who are like, oh, I can't focus on that. Sure. They probably feel very focused on just their job or whatever. Everybody's putting aside things that probably is, thing, it sounds like it's a good idea today, Yeah. but then the day turns into a week, turns into a month, turns into a year, and you realize, oh, what happened to 2019? Yeah. I was going to try to meditate, or I was going to try to get healthier, I was going to try to you know, stop eating meat, or I was going to try to connect more with my daughter who I can't connect with. And then all of a sudden you realize you're too busy working yeah, or you're too busy, whatever. Maybe instead of resolutions for people, because I know everybody loves their resolutions, but I'm, I'm not a huge fan because I actually heard something in yoga class the other day that I really loved, which is that really, you know, New Year's is a, a, you know, obviously the turning of a new year is an obvious shift into <clears throat> starting again. But at the same time, tomorrow or whatever day it is in January, you can decide, okay, here's my beginning of a year. Do you know what I mean? Like there is no like if I didn't do it on January 1st, it doesn't count. Like you can decide when your beginning of a year is. It could be on December 1st. You know, who cares? Um, But I think that instead of making resolutions about all these shoulds you should be doing, which, you know, you know, should all over yourself, you know, where you feel horrible about yourself is instead have, if you are partnered and you really want to focus on, you know, going back and forth with deep dives, like, you know, this thing that Mark Nepo wrote about pearl diving is go have a conversation about the things you really want in life. Not about the logistics quite yet, but what are the things that you think might bring you joy? Not what are the things that you think might bring in more money, unless that's what you really need to focus on Mm -hmm. right now. What are the things you would really like to do and not, and here's, and here's my, you know, women who are listening to me. If one of the things you really want to do is go sit and have coffee by yourself and have no one bother you, that's good enough. You know, so many women are like, I have to make it sound better. I have to make it. No, you don't. If that, there are so, there's so many demands placed on us. And we are on such a schedule all the time. And people are looking for us and asking for us. And I mean, every time I walk in the door, where's mom? Where's mom? Where's mom? What time are we going? What time are you picking me up? What time? I am, I am, I like dream about clocks. Okay. So for me to go sit somewhere and have coffee and not have my clock around me, my phone around me, that is heaven. 
So to ask for something like that is not worthless. And when I say ask, I don't like that word either because it sounds like you're asking permission. What I mean is to say, to ask yourself for right. something like that. That's not wasted. Well, it's like, oh, why would I want to go sit and have a cup of coffee by myself if I can knock these other four things off my to-do list to make myself think that I'm more productive? And that's a quadrant of your brain. Yeah. That is a societal pressure that says you are only of value if you are doing. Right. And I think a big component of this show is doing is a part of being human, but being is the essence of being human. And if you are not being, if you are not paying attention to yourself and noticing how you feel, like one thing I'll tell you today, my it's raining today and my girls were, you know, no one's happy about going back to school. They were all kind of like, oh, and my daughter, I was driving my high schooler to school and she was pulling up, I guess, things that came up last year. I don't know. She's not on Facebook, but somehow she got a memory that said, oh, last year was the day that I went to see the Harry Potter thing with Tina Drew. Mm. Do you remember that? Mm, no. So this is why I remember that, because my sister and my brother-in-law, they bought tickets for all of our girls to take them oh, for yeah. the day. That's right. Do you remember? remember. Yeah. The day came, which was a year ago today, and everybody had the flu except JC, because JC had had the flu the week before. So only JC could go. So my other two girls were sick, and I had the flu. It was the very beginning of me being sick. Yeah. I'm telling that story because to, for today to wake up, it was a dreary day, it was raining, whatever. I was still ecstatic because a year ago, things were not good. Yeah, you were you were um, in an exceptionally good mood this morning. Yes. And I thought like, you know, it's hard to get back in the routine. We had this wonderful Christmas vacation break and you were in a really good place. And I think what you're saying is the reason that you are, or one of the reasons that you are is because you are comparing it to where you were a year ago. I could sit up, I could drive a car, and I'm being very literal, you guys. I couldn't do any of those things. I couldn't take a shower without sitting on the ground. We've all been here before. If it be the flu or a migraine or a physical disability or chemo treatment or all these things that, that people go through in yeah. life. And when you have a day where you actually feel okay, there's an appreciation of like, I can walk, I can move, I can, my leg's not broken anymore, you know? And we we kind of forget, we keep going too fast. And that in itself is a deep dive. And to just in the moment be like, this is really fine. It's raining. My kids aren't happy to go back to school, but I can drive a car. That's pretty great. It's all relative. But I also wanted to say that, um, well, actually you're holding something. Yes. So did you want to say yes, something before I, I do. I'm on? very okay. pleased to announce a new partner that we have. <laughs> it's impact baseline testing. Sweetie, do you know what a concussion is? I do, unfortunately. It's a traumatic, traumatic brain injury. So this is what BaselineTesting.com does. Baseline testing measures brain function when you're in a healthy state. If you get a concussion, doctors have your baseline as a comparison after the injury. Normally after concussion, post-injury tests will show specific areas of your brain function that are negatively affected. Without baseline, it's guesswork. So this is what they want us to do. Okay. All right. Go to BaselineTesting.com and it takes 20 minutes. Okay. And you basically have a test on how your brain functions so normally. Like, give me an example of a question. Do you know? Um, I think it's like reaction time. Ah, interesting. And, and I'm sure it's like, you know, small math. I haven't taken one of the tests okay. yet. But it's just a nice thing to have, whether it be for you or especially your kids if they're into athletics. Um, it takes 20 minutes 
Uh, the cost is 20 bucks, but the nice thing is that they gave us a coupon code. Oh, good. Zen25. So it takes it from 20 bucks down to 15. So to go to baselinetesting.com and type in Zen25, and it will allow you or your kids to take this test. And it's just something good to have if, God forbid, one of your kids gets a head injury. Because then they know where they started and then if there is an injury. Exactly, because then okay. they're going to give them the same test after they get bonked on the head. Got it. And they're going to be able to figure out. I know this is different because it's more of a like a test you have to take, so it's just focusing on your the thinking. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of when you get a mammogram, you really need a baseline yeah. to know if something has changed. There you go. Um, similar idea. Yeah, similar idea. So mm-hmm. BaselineTesting.com, coupon code is Zen25. So thank you to Impact Baseline Testing for partnering with Zen Parenting Radio. What do you got? Um, so, you know, the other, I, I don't really want to discuss this movie too much because it's, it. Uh, you know, I just don't really feel like going into it, but Todd and I went to see Vice. Oh, geez. And um, oh, the, geez. the other part of, you know, going back to what we were talking about with Glenn Close and the wife and, you know, taking turns with deep dives is one of the stories that I didn't know was that Lynn Cheney, who is Dick Cheney's wife still, um, and it sounds like they have a lovely relationship mm-hmm. just to focus on something sure. positive. Um, but she was a straight A student and would have loved to have gone to Yale. Okay. Like that would have been an opportunity that she would have loved to have. There's actually a scene at the beginning of a movie where she kind of gives a whole, like, she's kind of yelling at, at her husband or they're not even married yet in that point, but because he had gotten a DUI and it was this whole thing, but she, she didn't have the opportunity to go to Yale. So she convinced she's a woman because she's a woman and she convinced, uh, this guy to, and again, per the story that I'm reading, I don't know this for fact. I don't know the Cheney's, but to send, um, her then boyfriend, Dick Cheney to Yale. And he ended up dropping out. Um, but just that whole thing, it's kind of like the wife, you know, the movie, the wife with gun close, where there's this woman who's behind the scenes who doesn't have the ability or opportunity to share her gifts. So she uses her, she shares her gifts through her husband. husband. He gets all the accolades and there's, uh, there's something that happens to a person when that, and that's kind of what the whole movie is about. Um, not to mention that he has many affairs and that's a whole nother thing about his own insecurity. And then uh, we're not talking about Dick Cheney. Right no, now. no, I'm talking about the wife. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sure. going back and forth. Yes, and then no, Dick. Uh, there's no mention of that at but all. Quite a few heart attacks, as it turns out. He had six. Uh, so Dick Cheney, <laughs> he had like six heart attacks, um, and got a heart transplant. But there is, you know, there's some commentary on there that you know her. Lynn says to him, like, I don't have the opportunities you do, so you need to get your butt in order mm-hmm. because I have to depend. She actually says, I have to need you. Well, and it's a powerful scene because she, I knew you're going to love that scene. <laughs> it reminded me of, it's funny. It was Amy Adams again, I think I love Amy in that Adams. Mark Wahlberg boxing movie. Oh, so good. And, uh, Mark Wahlberg's family is like nutty. Yes. And they like all kind of are knocking on the door and trying to like, whatever, just make Amy and Mark's, uh, lives difficult. So just, a lot of people would just hide under the covers and pretend they're... And she gets her jeans on. She's like, I'm not going to take this no. from this family. Right. Was it called The Boxer? What was the name of that? What was that movie? Maybe it was The Boxer. I don't know. Look I'll, it up. I'll, I loved that up. movie. And that's and you know that I have a thing for women who just speak their minds yes. like that, like where I'm just like, that's so... Because here's why I love them. It's not about the moment of them, like, you know, quote, unquote, winning the moment. It's that they know they're undeserving of that that 
What is it called? The fighter. The fighter. They know that they deserve better. Mm -hmm. And I admire them for that. Like, they're not sitting there saying, how can I win this argument or how can I make everyone happy? They're saying, you don't get to attack me. You don't get to completely screw up our lives by getting DUIs. You don't get to do that. And there is a sense of empowerment there that I... I know I have right. inside of me. But to surround yourself, whether it's through Hollywood movies yes. or friends of yours, yes. we need to surround ourselves with these role models. Yes. And even if it's a movie, it doesn't sure. matter. Don't you think that you get inspired when you watch a movie, when you see a strong woman not... Think about my life. Do you, I, that's right? what I get it from is pop culture. Like I Obviously, I get it from the people around me and the women in my life, but I have a very strong reaction to pop culture. Like That's why I love it, because it changes my thinking. Yeah. And I'm I'm very thoughtful about what I choose, meaning I don't go watch Saw and you know feel good about violence. It's not that. It's just that there are certain things that are often not they're they're scripted so well that they capture something that is sometimes has not been spoken. Yeah. And so that moment, you know, where she kind of gives him the like, I don't get to and I'm sure that was Obviously, we don't know for sure that Lynn Cheney said exactly that, but there was something that got uh, like put together in a moment yeah. where she's able to say what a lot of women have felt. Well, and what's interesting about that scene in Vice, um, what's Lynn Cheney, is uh-huh. that her name? Mm-hmm. She, they kind of do flashbacks to when she was a younger kid yeah. and her dad was abusive and her mom yep. had no choice, yep. but you know, it's the, the same story that we've seen a million times yeah. where the woman literally has no choice. Like if yeah. she leaves him, forget it. Forget it. And she said to Dick, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to be my mother. I'm not going to play that game. So you just need to know that, you know, and she, and, and she's like, there are other men that will marry me. Now that's, we're in a different time now Mm. where women don't have to marry to be self-sufficient, but she was working with what she had. And so, you know, it's so funny because we're kind of talking about the movie and like that these are positive people. Um, and that wasn't oh, necessarily. I felt like I needed to take a shower. <laughs> it was a tough movie. It's a it, tough. It movie. didn't feel that way. And just the brokenness of Washington. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Um, yeah. So, if you want to feel like crap, go see Vice. I know. Well, and so one other thing I wanted to bring up in regards to this, I'm kind of going down another pop culture track here. There, Shocking. I know. So, two two pieces that I'm going to bring together, very random, but there's this new R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, documentary out on Lifetime called Surviving R. Kelly. And I and I have to say, I have not watched it yet. Like, I, we're taping it, right? Correct. Okay. I have not watched it yet, but I've read all about it. I've seen the clips on YouTube. I knew it was coming because R. Kelly was threatening to sue, you know, as he does. Um, but what I've read is so far, and, and I, I'll give you guys feedback after I actually watch it, but it's all these women who came forward. It's kind of like the Cosby situation. For those of us who don't know who R. Kelly oh, is. Oh, sorry. R. Kelly is a recording artist. He's been around a long time. You know, I believe I can fly guy. And he's also done a lot of duets with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's respected for his talent. talent. But he's also been accused of like being with molesting 13 year old girls and, and, you know, abusing women over a long period of time. And he seems to keep getting away with it. And this documentary brings all these people together to talk about it. And a lot of the commentary from people is it's very similar to the Larry Nasser Nasser. Thank you to the Larry Nasser case where everyone's like, well, I just didn't believe the girls. They didn't come off as believable. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't trust that they were telling the truth. And this gets me to another pop culture thing, which is 
when a woman decides to run for president, the first thing we ask is, do we like her? Mm -hmm. Is she likable? Mm -hmm. The likability factor. I'm putting likability and do I believe her next to each other. I'm doing this not to shame us, but to help us unpeel this onion. So are you saying that they don't say that about male candidates, likability? Of course not. I mean, they may say, who would you like to have but a beer it's not with? But it's not one of the first questions that gets okay, asked. Okay, look at our president right now. Is this a likable person? Most people would say no. Right. Now, someone could say, oh, I love his policies, but is he likable? Mm -hmm. Give me a break. Right. Okay. You put our president in a female body. Oh, my God. The unlikability factor would skyrocket even more than it is. The, the, no, this person would go nowhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there is a, there's this understand, and the reason I'm saying this is because I had uh lunch with my, one of my girlfriends this weekend and we were talking about the likability thing and trusting women and R. Kelly and Larry Nassar, all these you know things that are happening in our world. And this, this likability thing, I really, what I have gotten better at, and you've probably watched me do this a few times in conversation, is when someone says they don't like someone, mm -hmm. like I don't like Elizabeth Warren, I don't like Hillary Clinton, I don't like Sheryl Sandberg, I don't like, now all of those people are not, they're not perfect people. There are things I could hear yeah. that would be relevant information to why you don't like them. Yeah. But usually the person cannot come up with a solid reason. Right. They'll I just be like, I don't like them. Right. And I, that happened to me yesterday. It did. Who were we talking about? Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I said, Todd, you got to give her a clean slate because I feel like you've heard a lot of things. I'm ignorant on what she's done. I, I, I don't know a lot about her. And I know that maybe this is some of my shadow misogyny yes. coming through. Yes. So I need to say that that is possible. Um, you know, and I don't want to take time on the podcast to explain why she just, because I love Elizabeth Warren. Like, so it's, I, I feel like, but maybe that's me defending. I feel like, it, so then all of a sudden, like, I don't like Nancy Pelosi, but I like Elizabeth Warren, so I can't be a misogynist. You know what I mean? That's like someone saying, but I have a person of color who's my friend. Yes, right. So therefore, right. so here's the thing. But what I'm questioning you about is not, I'm not pointing my finger at you. Mm. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's unfair. Who's like, if you don't like this person, you're a misogynist mm. or if, or if you say anything about race, you're a racist. I, I'm, I, I want to be common sense in about this, mm -hmm. but my question to you is really why not? And we don't have to figure this out now, but you, you were like, oh, I just don't feel good about Nancy Pelosi. Why? What is your reason? Right. And, and here's the thing. I have none. But he, she makes me feel the same way, the same reason I didn't like John Edwards. Was that what his name was? Yeah. No, not, uh, yeah, John Edwards. And it, it's it, it. I felt like there was an inauthenticity. Okay. I don't have. Well, why? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's just the way that they land for me. Okay. So are other. So I'm prejudging. Right. Basically. And do you believe that there are men who are, well, you just said John Edwards, so he's a good example, but do you think men that like are in our government are, are often inauthentic? I think, mm, I don't know about most, but over half. <laughs> yeah. Well, majority, like I think when they go on TV in the way that we see them, they're always feel yeah. very inauthentic. Sure. Do you know where you're like, is that really what they feel? Oh, and they never answer questions. Right. I mean, that's men, women doesn't matter. They, right. That's part of politics, unfortunately. It is. But the, the deeper dive is the 
really getting to, and that's for you to do, like, sure. you know, um, and it's not about that everybody listening has to be like, I love Nancy Pelosi. But my question for you is, if you don't, mm-hmm. why? I need to come up with a concrete You need answer. to understand why in yourself, because if you don't, then you start to, you start to realize a pattern. Mm-hmm. Like I did this to your friend, uh, who uh, he'll remain nameless, but he's a pretty open-minded guy regarding politics. And he did, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, he was like, I just don't like Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Now, when people say that, there are some people who can come up with specific yeah, yeah, policy yeah. reasons. Sure. I said, why? And he goes, eh, I just don't. And I think most of the time when they come up with those specific policy reasons, it's uh, it's the evidence that they seek out to fill what it is that they think. That could be. and But at least I can have a conversation with the about pieces, that because yeah. we can like kind yeah. of... Div- and, and the thing is, is the reason I can hear it is because I don't look at any woman in government or any woman doing anything and think they're perfect. So things can be like equality means let's all be in this boat together where we're we're being, um, you know, we're being, uh, the things that are being brought to our attention are our positives, also our challenges, our weaknesses, our strengths. It's not about all women do everything correctly. I I need people to hear me because a lot of times we just say, well, you know, you dislike her because she's a woman. That's not true either. Like there are reasons. And I think sometimes that's the thing, everything I'm trying to talk about here with the wife Mm. and you know, why we're not believing R. Kelly's, yeah. you know, accusers and, you know, Larry Nassar's accusers. What don't you believe? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, sorry, got to bring it up again. You know, Dr. Blasey Ford, when people were like someone, I was just listening to a uh, a podcast. Oh, gosh, maybe you listened to it with me where they were saying that there was a school where they were talking about that in school mm-hmm. about Dr. Ford's testimony and um, Brett Kavanaugh. And as soon as a girl stood up and said, well, I believe Dr. Ford for this reason, all the boys in her class started going, liar, she's a liar. And I want to be like, why? What? Like Sam Harris, interestingly enough, did a great overview mm-hmm of why people lie mm. and who did you hear that no, I did not. and he he tore, he kind of dove into Dr. Ford's you know why she said what she said why Brett Kavanaugh reacted the way he said and how she had nothing to gain yeah like people who were like she just wants a book deal right, or something there is like nothing. that when she showed up that woman wants to be famous no. cuz she was like she didn't want to be there terrified and but yet we still like but yeah she still wants something well, there's this belief system at, we have at the risk of taking a deep dive into this topic, which may or may not be a good idea, even the the Republican politicians in that room said, oh, I I, I believe that she thinks she's telling the truth. She's just, it's, it's a case of mistaken identity. And then I would say, how many of you have been hurt by someone, maybe hit by someone, assaulted by someone, you knew them beforehand, then they hit you or hurt you, but you somehow forgot really who did it. Yeah. That makes no, no sense. We no want it to make sense. Right. You know, we want to say she must have just been, she talked about specifically, I made eye, con- why would she put another person in the room? Yeah. That wouldn't help her case. Right. She didn't think that There's person. so many li- logical reasons. And, and I'm saying this to you guys, not because I want to rehash who's on our Supreme Court, but because I want us to question why. Yeah. When you, I have had so many women say to me, you know, my partner, uh, you know, my, my husband, does not believe that this woman is telling the truth. And my question is not an argument, is is more tell me why you don't think, because a lot of times it's the fear of what if someone did that to me? I feel like I have to keep my judgment on Nancy Pelosi uh, 
I don't have the right to express an opinion until I can come up with a reason why I don't like and her. And until you look at her history yeah. and realize yeah, what she's doing. I haven't done any investigation. I know she's Speaker of the House and I know she was before, but I know so little about this woman. And I'm not going to like, you know, lose sleep over, oh, I'm such a bad person no, because honey, I have not this at all. judgment. Not at all. But I do feel like, because I do think that there's a, if I can't admit my shadowy, um, suppressed misogyny right. that, that, that that was culturally was reinforced culturally reinforced Correct. in a way that I'm hoping to you know retell the story of our culture I'm talking to 104th and 5th grade boys on Saturday yeah. and talk about the equality of men and women and yeah. all that. that's not, I didn't get those stories right and I would love to say oh I've processed through all of them I haven't. And Todd, They're still in there. Neither have I. That's the thing is I grew up in the patriarchy too. That's why I'm talking about women. Like when, you know, I brought up Glenn Close's uh, speech and how she said, you know, we have a right to follow our dreams. And a lot of women are like, uh, duh, that's like 101. But I want to say there are women I work with who don't believe that. There are still, we do have... We have women who are pioneers and are trailblazers and have been doing this for years. And then there are women who still live within this confines of the patriarchy where they think that they are undeserving and that they only have a one dimension to them. And that's, this is, equality is a big onion. Like it's, and, and we have to unwrap it in ourselves so we can teach our children, just like you said, you're teaching these boys next weekend. You can't teach them talking points unless you have a feel. People... People don't remember the words you use, mm-hmm. as Maya Angelou would say. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And if you go in with talking points, they're going to be like, yeah, whatever. But if you go in saying, I'm still working on this, yeah. I have been indoctrinated with this information, and I'm trying to unpeel this. And again, you may not say that to them, but you know what I mean. Can I talk about one of our conference sponsors? Please, go ahead. Navigate Adolescence. I'm actually a board member, and uh, they have sponsored our conference every single year, I think. Well, and they were formerly HGNA, helping girls navigate adolescence, but now they work with girls and boys. Yes, so I have the privilege of helping to teach 104th and 5th grade boys about social emotional intelligence and equality and healthy masculinity and I'm doing it with a bunch of my friends and it's going to be awesome. So this is one of the programs they do. It's called Compass for Boys Um, but they do it uh, from kindergarten all the way through 8th grade for boys and girls. If you guys are interested in knowing more about this amazing organization that I'm privileged to be a board member of, go to navigateadolescence.org. They are a silver sponsor for the 2019 conference, which I continue to get more and more excited about. Do you want to give a quick plug for the conference, sweetie? Well, also you were just saying all the men, but I'm going to be there next week. Oh yeah, sweetie. You're talking to the parents. Yes. You don't get, you don't get a piece of the boys. I, I, we get, we get the boys attention. You you got to, you got the harder job of talking to the parents. (laughs) No, I really love talking to the parents and I love the questions. So for those of you who listen to the show, who are coming next weekend, I'm totally open to questions because yeah. this is, there's no simple answers. We, we got to discuss it. Parents are tough. You want to know my example? What? We go to family camp at Camp Edwards every year. Yeah. And I remember telling the main counselor, you must love family camp because all the kids' parents are around and you're you're not as in charge of these kids because the parents are around. And he's like, I hate, I hate family camp. <laughs> I said, why? He's like, because these parents are so much harder to deal with than these kids. They complain. They complain. <laughs> the blue, the none of blueberries in the, in the fruit salad. Uh, right. Well, and that it, we, you know, 
we've gotten really good at looking for what's not working. What's yes. the quote? What's the Thich Nhat Hanh quote I said to you over the break? What's not wrong? What's not wrong? I love that. I know, me too. Like I'm using that in my men's work. So think about that, everybody. And again, we're giving full. Thich Nhat Hanh said this. He says this during his retreats, um, and he's probably written it too. But he'll kind of go through this whole thing with people, like. You know, how many of you here have a cold, you know, have a stuffy nose? And usually one or two people raise their hand and he's like, and the rest of you, you can breathe. And he's like, have you realized that? Mm -hmm. Have you realized you can breathe through your nose? And then he'll ask them, what's not wrong? Because we go, our brains go the other way. We are, that happens on purpose. So we survive. We're always looking out for something bad that can happen. But we do have the ability because we have these amazing brains to refocus our thinking on what's not wrong. So that's our practice. You can call that gratitude. Yeah. You it's just call- another way of saying it. Cause I'm like, it's just expressing gratitude. You're like, I know, but we've been talking about gratitude Ugh. for years. It's just another way of saying the exact same thing. And it brings a different energy to it. It does. Um, we have a few Zen friends to thank. Oh, good. Zen friend is somebody who donates to the scholarship fund for our conference. Um, and I came up with some uh, nicknames. Okay. Uh, the first one, her name is Michelle Chamberlain. Okay. And yeah, I know it. It's going to be Michelle Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Good shocking. job, sweetie. Yes. The next one is Angela Bauman. Uh, okay. And I'm calling her Angela, not Beeman Bauman, because I know somebody named Angela Beeman. Okay. Next one is... But what does that have to do with sweetie, her? She doesn't know Angela sweetie, Beeman. The, the next one is Georgia DeClark. We know Georgia very well. She's Georgia, the best preschool teacher ever, DeClark. See, that works. You like that one? Because it's truth. Um, the next one is Andrea. And wait a second. She's also a parent coach. Yes. Yes. Um, and I should pull up her website. Uh, I'll find it. Yeah. Uh, Andrea Herzog. Okay. She's Andrea Whitey Herzog. I don't get it. He's a Cardinals manager from the 80s, sweetie. I don't know if she likes that. Um, I do. I know, but is it the about The next are you? Chris and Drew McFadden. That's my sister and my brother-in-law. Christine and Drew, who have a son who was bald until he was four years old, <laughs> McFadden. That's an inside joke. That's uh, my nephew took a while to grow hair. Catherine Lee. Okay. Catherine Bruce Lee. Okay. Like that one? Yes. Uh, Kathleen Cammer Hake. Okay. Kathleen Cammer the Hammer Hake. Okay. Good. Last one. All right. Jean Cat. Okay. Jean, I sometimes see her at Yoga Cat. Oh my God. Those are all, there was like, Two that were good. Those were all really good. No, they weren't. I didn't have time to do nicknames for our new Team Zen members, but I want to give them a shout out. Stephen David, Melissa Stotman, Joe Loki, Gretchen Tidwall, and Judith Aday. They're going to be joining us on our Zen Talk this afternoon at noon. Oh, really? Tuesday, sweetie. Chill. Oh, gosh. I got scared. No. <laughs> um, so those, I know that's boring to may, maybe some of you. Actually, it's probably not boring no. because I give such good nicknames. No. Um, but uh, those are our Team Zen friends and our Team Zen members. Well, I have to, you know, and again, just very seriously, um, those of you who donate to Zen Friend, especially this year, you have no idea how many people you are helping. Like I get emails all the time and from people all over the United States. Like there's people who are like, especially around the holidays, they're like, for um for Christmas, I got a plane ticket to come to Chicago, but I can't afford to get, you know, like the hotel is still difficult. I can't pay for the whole ticket. Is there anything you can do? And it's such, um, I feel guilty because I get the joy 
I always say it's the Zen friends paying, yeah. but I get the joy of saying yes. yes. Um, and so for those of you who are doing that, you are helping people who um, really want to be a part of this community and who want to give back too. Yeah. You know, they just at this point in time, they need a little support to get here. And that's what we do. There's this great image that, uh, and I know that this is probably an image that's used a lot, but I always give credit to Michelle Obama about when we are, when we have walked through a door, we then put our hand back to the next person to pull them through. And I, that's kind of how I feel about Zen friends is if you can pay for your ticket, pull someone else through mm -hmm. because they may be, there's a lot of, you know, some of the women are, have just gone through a divorce. So money is just not easily accessible. Um, some women are military wives. Some women um, are actually, there was a, a, a man a, yeah. a, who, who His was that? Joey's from Minnesota. Exactly. And he's like, I need to get there. He's like, I love you guys. There's no way I can pay for this. Absolutely. And so it's not just all women, but a lot of people have a story of why this year at this time, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And we can pull them through um, and which Todd and I are, are we want to do that too. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, let's do that for each other. Um, the other thing is uh, last week's podcast was kind of a different one. We introed what Team Zen is all about, and then we played a bunch of clips of what uh, what our Zen talks are like. So the audio wasn't as great because it was us on Zoom. Did yeah, you notice and, that? Well, and it was early, some of them were early clips before we knew how to use the microphones correctly Got it. and all okay. that. So it wasn't perfect, but it was good enough. Okay. Yeah, you could hear what we were saying. So if you're interested in Team Zen, instead of hearing us jabber about it on this podcast, you can actually listen to what a Zen talk is all about by going to last week's podcast. So. Good. And join us this month. Is there a deal? Uh, no. Oh. Oh, yeah. On I Team there Zen? Was a deal. Yeah, there is. If you enter the coupon code JAN, G J A N, as in Jan Brady, uh, you'll get a free month. So on Team Zen. Okay, Jan. That's right. Jan is. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. She's the new Jan Brady. <laughs> um, so are we wrapping up here? I got some iTunes reviews I can read, but yeah. Um, okay, go ahead and do that. Uh, Elkie Cora from Australia says, helpful, humble, human advice. Mm, I love that word, humble. Thank you. And then Amanda from Australia, thank you for sharing your world with so many bites of wisdom. I enjoy your podcast as a self-care mother treat. A lovely reminder, we are not alone trying to be the best humans we can be out here. Peace and love. Sunshine your way, Amanda. And then good old Mart Happy. He's from Canada. Mm -hmm. How about that for a name, Mart Happy? I'd be happy if that was my name. I've been listening for about two years now, and it has a positive impact on my life. I've learned things about connecting with my three kids and gender issues. They've truly made me a better husband and father. Thanks for all you do. So if you give us an iTunes review, maybe you'll hear it on the podcast. You know what? I want to mention one more thing that has been brought to my attention a few times over the last month, which is so surprising to me. People have sent me emails because I guess on a show in December, I said something about going to see my therapist. <laughs> and people are like... What? Why? But I feel like sweetie, I bring that up a lot. You're perfect. Right. Well, and I, you, you don't know, need a therapist. I don't think anyone thinks I'm perfect, but they're like, you do the show, you talk about these things. Why would you go see a therapist? You got Todd. You don't need a therapist. <laughs> you guys, this is this is like, and again, I have been a therapist myself for so many years that I don't understand. I, I'm too far away from the the feeling that you're not supposed to seek help for your own mental wellness. Yeah. But if you. If you are like kind of stuck, like about something, or maybe you are in crisis, or you you're grieving, or you're just like not sure what to do next, or you're trying to like put some pieces together, 
why wouldn't you seek support with that? We go to the gym, we yeah. work out our bodies. But that's okay, we sweetie. Do, I don't understand. It's it, the stigma against mental wellness. And that's the thing is that this, why I'm even bringing this up is it's not to make fun of people. It's to say, you guys, the only way that I get to wake up and be like noticing gratitude and to have the relationship that I have with Todd or that I feel connected to the girls is because I work through my stuff personally and also when necessary with a professional. Like I have someone across from me who I can say things to and she can help me and work it through. And I've done things like EMDR and I've done things like I do energy work, I do body work, I do... Um, you know, uh, I've had past life readings. I've, I do whatever I, Todd was saying that there's, well, that goes into a whole nother thing, but about the MDMA thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. But if there are things that if we can figure out ways to get to know ourselves better, I'm interested. And that I think is what life is like. That's to me, the essence of life. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying to everyone is if you heard me say that and you're shocked, um, I do seek help. So do I. Yes. And I also provide help by coaching guys. Oh, you're go- see, segue into marketing. Sweetie, Ew. you've got to market. It's it's at the one out. Anybody who's listening now are big fans. All right. We don't open with it. All right. So two quick pleas for guys. Make it three. Um, I coach guys. Um, I really want to help you. First session's free. Focus on relationships, work-life balance, all that. Go to toddadamscoaching.com. Second, tribe meeting. This Wednesday in Elmhurst, if you're in the Chicagoland area, shoot me an email at todd at thetribemensgroup.com. Uh, we'd love to have you. And then lastly, we got two spots left open for the annual men's retreat, March 14th through 17th. Go to thetribemensgroup.com. That's it. All right. So last plug about the conference, yeah. since like you said, as long as the people who are listening just care about these things. Zen I think Parenti- they do. Zen Parenting Conference is March 8th and 9th. Um, I hope everybody got an opportunity to, to see our new speakers. Um, we have, And if you haven't, then I'm just going to tell you to go to zenparentingradio.com. And one of our speakers, Jamal Cole, was on the cover of the Tribune the other day. Yep. He's doing some amazing work. He always has been, but the Chicago Bears it's getting been, recognized, even though it's been he's he's been doing it a long he's time. He's quite an impressive human being. He is, um, but the Chicago Bears have been supporting him in yes. his efforts too. So, um, it, you know, anyway, I just want you if you don't have a ticket yet, please get one. Our early bird special did end. Wah, wah. We told you for three months it was going to end. So there's a few people who emailed me who were like. Oh, wait. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, we've been saying since August, this ends at this time. Yeah, but can I have it now? <laughs> it's just, well, and that's fine. Like there, there are still, if you still need support um, regarding a ticket, like you just learned about the conference, email me. If you um, are, if you are a teacher or a social worker and you want a discount, email me. Um, go to zenparentingconference.com and you'll see how you can do that or zenparentingradio.com. Yeah. Um, so we put it this way. Please come. Figure yeah. out. Let us help you figure out a way to come. Yeah. Um, and your teenagers are only twenty five bucks. Bring your teens. It's My gonna, goodness. I'm I'm as excited, if not more, for this one than any others, just because of the quantity and the quality of the speakers. And people are coming from. We we always say people are coming from all over the United Most States. Most people are coming from not around here, which is crazy to me. Like w- there's all these people flying in, which I am so excited. But these, Humbled. but people in Chicago, yeah. I'm like, dudes, yeah. it's in your backyard. Chicago peeps, let's go. <laughs> let's let's go. get it going. <laughs> 
And then I want to talk about Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty. He's our uh, partner, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area, 630-956-1800. All right, anything else? That's it. I just hope everybody has a great first or second week of January. Welcome to 2019. Excited to be here. Yep. And uh, keep trucking. Send talk later today, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to Zen Parenting Radio so you never miss an episode. And feel free to leave a review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Do you want more Zen Parenting? Check out Team Zen. It's 25 bucks a month where you'll get two live Zen Talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions. If you can't join us live, don't worry. You can still access all Zen Talks through the Team Zen Podcast app. You'll have access to all previous Zen Talks, connect with like-minded people through our private Facebook page, and get discounts on everything that we offer. Get your tickets for our annual Zen Parenting Conference on March 8th and 9th, 2019. Sweet. Get your brave on with Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambeck, Julie Lithcott-Hames, and Devorah Heitner, and enjoy a weekend in a warm and friendly environment of like-minded people. Tickets are available at zenparentingradio.com. Sweetie, it's going to be off the hook. I know. Um, interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. While you're there, check out our upcoming events, or you can purchase one of my three books. They're not your three books. Well, your three books. Thank you. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link under the support us on our homepage. It doesn't cost you anything, but we get a small commission from Amazon. Um, guys, want to achieve a better work-life balance or deepen your relationship with loved ones? Good news. I coach guys. We can talk in person, by phone, FaceTime, you choose. If you're in Chicago, contact me about the tribe. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. And don't forget about our 2019 Unplug, Connect, and Transform retreat. More, more on that later. Special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft, from Avid Painting and Remodeling. Thanks for your love and support, Jeremy. Sweetie, he's a bald head of beauty. I know this. All right, everybody, keep trucking. See you next week. Adios.